Welcome to Queer Longing, a podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Olivia Taylor. And I'm Lucy Cecil. Hi, I'm very, very husky. <laughs> you are husky this week. You've delivered on the huskiness. It was a husky intro for me. Should have been your goal to be more husky for next week and you would have delivered apart from the fact that your goal was actually to get rid of your husky. Yeah, my goal was to... Here you are, one big husky. My goal was, to, dog. was to get better and here <laughs> I am. Worse. I know. <laughs> are you worse? No. You're not as ill, like acutely ill, but you're still bad. I'm very gravelly. Yeah, and I'm getting like the beginnings of a sore throat, which is like worrying me that I'm going to be you next week or whatever. Yeah, you know? I mean, feeling, feeling ill. When you've been podcast girlfriends as long as we have, it was only inevitable that you were going to catch my disease. Yeah, when you've got two women sharing one mic, you know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so how, other than being struck down by my secondary <laughs> illness, how how's your week been? Yeah, it's been all right. I uh, went to a spontaneous football match with my dad when he came up. That was quite fun. So it was like a nice time. Um, who, were, who were playing? And we went to see Man City West Ham. Yeah. Because my dad is a West Ham fan for his sins. And he, we don't like get to go to the football like enough like together because like just never do so he spontaneously bought some tickets and like we got but we we got like season tickets once which were literally like up in like it was so high up i couldn't believe how high up it was it felt yeah. like when we walked out into like walking up the steps it felt the like air, the quidditch world cup the air was getting very thin yeah, it was really thin <laughs> struggling to breathe yeah, everyone was like oh come on city I'd, lo- remember. I'd love to go to an event that felt like the quidditch world cup that's so exactly that what it great. felt like yeah it was amazing i was like oh my god um and it was great and it was a really nice time um well actually originally i was like why aren't city playing better because they only one one nil, which is not that like, good for City against West Ham because they've been quite well recently. Haven't yeah, they, yeah, and like smashing everyone like five nil or whatever. If yeah, they're yeah. a bit of a weak team, which is what we were expecting, um, so I was sort of hoping for that. And they didn't do that much great football, which is a bit annoying. And then near the end, they did some good football, so it was good. Also, can I just say I love how this podcast is like inadvertently turned into a sports podcast. Yeah, well, that's what I really wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to do a sports podcast. Yeah, so. I've, I've only been to um, football a couple of times. I've been to Stockport County a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, because my granddad was a big supporter of Stockport County, so try and go. And yeah. my pie, a friend of mine, is a big uh, fan and goes every weekend. Um, so <laughs> friend of mine likes pie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, pie is I one think of the all highlights. of my friends. All of my friends like pie. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't be friends with them. Wouldn't. No, you'd have to pie them off. I would have to pie them off. And they do um, a curry pie at Stockport yeah, County. They do curry. Curry pie is like one of the like so. At the football, like, usually when I go get a pie, it's usually like when they're all sold out, apart from, like, the chicken tikka one. Yeah. And now I've realised, actually, that's the best one. Is so, it? I love it. It's such a nice pie. I haven't had it. I just get the meat and potato or the steak yeah, and Yeah, which obviously is great. But actually, tikka pie, really nice. I imagine it'd be really nice, yeah, actually. really good. Is it Can chicken recommend. or veg? Usually chicken, I think. Okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been to that. Yeah. And I've been to um, Women's Man City. Yeah. Which we, we've said we're going to go to some more, aren't we? Yeah. It was dead fun. Yeah. It's cheap because... Because of the patriarchy. Yeah. Because yeah. patriarchy. Yeah. Um, but loads of fun. And we should go to some more because I, I want to go to... Okay, well, that can, that can be, um, rather than this week's goal, it can be just kind of like a general goal for our lives. Yeah, and hopefully there'll be lots of goals when we go there. Whoa. <laughs> for a Sunday, you're very quick. <laughs> I know, coming to you on a Sunday. Yeah, we usually record a, a little bit earlier than this, but we're, uh, we're touching it a little bit close to the wire because we've had a busy weekend, haven't we? We have, we've had a big, big, big one filled with um, a friend. <laughs> yeah, our, uh, our collective friend came to... Came today and we just did a lot of uh, boozing and delicious pasta eating yeah, and um, just 
hanging out. Yeah, just hanging out. It was great. But um, yeah, we're we're podcasting post that, so I don't think that's helped with my croakiness or no, your same. illness. Yeah, just sleepy. Yeah, and also we um, went to the Royal Exchange um, this week. We posted about it on Instagram because we went to the Q&A with the um, creators and some of the actors from um, Queer Folk, the, yeah. um, the series that was on in like the early noughties yeah. was it yeah noughties, yeah it was it was loads of fun it was nice it was like a nice sort of intimate just like them sat on some sofas and everyone being like oh, yeah all of it and, and remembering and Haley from Corrie was like the she was loving it the she was the MC MC yeah MC and, and she was being dead funny because like because <laughs> like people were saying stuff in the crowd and the crowds weren't mic'd up were they like no. No, like they weren't they didn't have like one of those people in black like, mics, yeah. like running around to give you the mic or anything and then someone would like shout something and everyone could hear it and then she'd be like okay like trying to believe like trying to like do a good job but she'd be like okay so um they've just said how did the character of nathan feel when but like every time she did that and we we were close we're in the audience so we're closer to the person than than she is so that's just like physics that we're gonna hear it better than her that's science Haley. <laughs> i know but she kept doing it every time and it was like it was a sweet intention but it just it, I, I started laughing loads well, yeah same and, and and i think because i thought that like yeah of course she's gonna probably start doing that because she's like there's no roaming mic or whatever but i thought she'd get the fucking memo that actually everyone could hear it yeah but she didn't so she just kept doing it and the and more then, she did the more we yeah, started the more laughing she did, the more we, yeah like just look at each other and giggle yeah. like because it was funny she was good though she made she was good she, yeah. she made it for like very effortless and she made it really chat. conversational and yeah which is what they obviously wanted it to yeah. be and yeah it was a nice time and anthony caught an absolute dream hun was very uh-huh. fun yeah he was loads of fun yeah it's and, goal, um, goal of ours to have him on the potty yeah we'd love to have him on the potty yeah loads of fun. shout out anthony cotton <laughs> get on queer longing we <laughs> want it what is up cotton cotton on to our podcast <laughs> God, you're so great with these puns this week. So punny. Maybe I just like only punny when I'm like sleep hanging, deprived. absolutely sleep deprived. I'm not even that hanging. We didn't have that much to drink, but they were actually they were quite strong drinks. But more, I'm just I'm just tired because I woke up at like half seven, couldn't get back to sleep this morning. I was really annoyed about it. Nightmare. Yeah. Well, on happier conversation, other than your sleep deprivation, <laughs> what are you? Uh, Poetry. Now. Yeah, thank you. What are you um, living for and longing for this week, Lucy? Right, well, I'm longing for, this relates to what what we did yesterday, um, and you've already mentioned it slightly. We had some gorgeous pasta, and I can't stop thinking about it. Oh my and God. I just want it again. I'm like longing yeah. for it again. I'm just like, can I just go there every day and have that pasta? Or maybe try and recreate it at home. Yeah, shout out to Sugo Pasta Kitchen yeah. and Coats for being the nicest and best music of pasta. Yeah, it is the best... <laughs> pasta i've had in manchester um and you've always been and like told me about it loads of times and i've always been like stop talking about it i need to go um i'm sad i haven't been and then we went and it was amazing i had this delicious tuscan sausage with lentilly and cavolo nero pasta and it was a dream yeah and i had like a prawn bisque didn't i did it was such a bisque yeah it was delicious (laughs) and um beauty the bisque (laughs) stop it I will not. I, mean, I don't think I can. No, I don't, I don't think you can. That's all, that's all I can bring running today. Through, running through your veins today, <laughs> yeah. them, them punnies. Got, got no news, but I've got puns. <laughs> I, think, I think that's probably what our audience wants more okay. than anything else. Well, so. we'll find out when, when the stats come in. <laughs> <laughs> when they turn off. Um, yeah, uh, so that's what I'm logging for, is pasta forever, which is what I always want anyway. And I am living for similarly with what i've already told about said about my week um when i went to city the city game i went to the toilet for kickoff and in the ladies toilets they had um 
free sanitary towels and tampons. Oh yeah, because you Instagram that on yeah, our Instagram. Yeah, put it on the Instagram, yeah. And I was like, yes, nice one. And then I found out that was like, um, afterwards found out that was the first night that they'd like done that. It's like a new, um, I guess, scheme or whatever. Um, and I just thought, yes, that is exactly right. And that's how it should be. And yeah. I was very, very pleased about that. And isn't it wild how pleased it makes you that like, you finally just like get what you deserve in life? Yeah, I know. It's... Um, like it's Stupid, happy, but, but it's, yeah. it's happy, but it's also a bit sad as yeah, well. Yeah, it's like slightly tainted. Actually, and similarly, just in the news today, I think it was, or maybe yesterday, um, the NHS have just announced that they're going to give out free sanitary products to anyone who comes and asks in any hospitals oh, really? now. Okay. So, which is like almost boggling that that isn't the case already, but it, here we fucking are. Yeah. So, um, yeah, which is great. But yeah, because I have this whole thing about what I call period politics. Yeah. Especially like, you know, in workplaces and stuff when you have to do the, you know, you're in a period or whatever and you have to do the stupid like shoving a tampon up your sleeve so you can like run to the bathroom and oh, ugh, makes yeah. me feel like shit. And I always wanted to like in my office like jobs be like the person who creates like a campaign to have like the, the free sannies in the in the bathroom, in the bathroom yeah. um but never did in in like and now i work in a tiny office it's not really a thing. it would literally be like guys let's get free product okay just for, just for, okay yeah <laughs> so, um but yeah so i think big up man city for getting on board with that and i hope that a lot of other football places and then just general places can get on board with that another place that does that is the cinema in heat and more oh what the savoy yeah, yeah the savoy has that um yeah, a nice selection of uh, pads and tampons. Accoutrements. <laughs> yeah, and like deodorant and yeah. uh, nice um, hand creams and things. Usually always like dry shampoo as well. Yeah. yeah. I always love that when you go to like a place and there's all the free bits and you're like, ooh, yeah, you care. I know. I like it. I'm just going to rock up in this bathroom for 15 minutes yeah. and give myself a makeover. Yeah, by the time I get out, my style will be there. <laughs> but yeah, what are you longing to live for this week? Um, well, I am living for the fact that RuPaul's Drag Race is back after a very, uh, very short break. I was so. going to say, isn't it? I thought that there just was some. What do you mean? Like, how long has it been since there was some RuPaul? Two weeks. That's not long at all. No, I know. Is that normal? It's because, well, it depends how, you, it depends what you count. So the previous series that was that finished two weeks ago is All Stars. Yeah. So that's like a best of the best competition yeah. rather than just like the normal competition right, basically right 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 and like master chef norm master professionals exactly exactly <laughs> that and so this is this is season 11 which is just like the normal oh, okay. the normal one okay. and um that's on netflix and also netflix have untucked which is like the sort of post-match analysis oh, okay. uh, equivalent yeah. of <laughs> nice um, yeah i'm sporty get now, the stats so. in get the stats in exactly so that that's kind of what it is and then it's um like a backstage chat about what's oh, gone okay. on and stuff yeah so they have that as well so um our friend who came to stay at the weekend is like the most ginormous fan of rupaul's drag race yeah, in the universe so um she was at absolutely jumping to watch that so we watched yeah. that on friday and well, that was nice. good and um yeah so that's probably what i'm living for this week so and um, what i'm longing for this week is uh make a scene the next one oh, which yeah. is going to be in april um where they're showing showgirls i think we mentioned it previously but we've actually got tickets we, we now secure tickets which um, are selling out actually so. yeah and our friend is um coming up for that as well yeah, which would be fun be loads of fun and it's in a casino so i can't wait to like bring olivia the trick taylor to the <laughs> slots god she gets in every every week I she's, know. she's here she won't stay away it's like an alter ego that i'm really trying to like channel <laughs> you really are <laughs> um Okay. Yeah, so that's so that's that's kind of me for living and longing for. Um what have you been reading, watching, looking at? <laughs> looking at digesting looking other at. than delicious pasta, of course. <laughs> yeah, I've just been looking at pasta recipes for my whole life. So I haven't actually been watching that much this week. I have watched that new BBC Baptiste. 
which is um you know off a spin-off from the the missing missing yeah yeah which is good you know just like a solid sort of crimey show and i think he's a good character so it's a nice thing to watch but just like watched it all like lying on my side on fr- like friday evening being like uh, yeah so and it was like a nice consumable in that way Apart from that, I've been trying to get back into reading again. So actually doing some completions of books. Um, I've, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I finished that White Houses that you lent to me. Um, and then I started a non-fic because I took your advice of going into non-fic when you're getting a bit out of the reading. And I think it's Ooh. very good advice. I love it when people take my advice. <laughs> your warning it validates me (laughs) yeah um so i've been reading um big capital by anna minton which is the sort of like so i I read a couple years ago she had a book that came out called ground control which is all about the um it's about like how the housing situation in in our country and about like um uh the sort of privatization of space and how um basically everything that developers want to do is like create private spaces and make everyone scared of each other yeah yeah and how that has a knock-on effect on our societies and And the politics behind Um, housing and And, and all of that stuff and it's like honestly ground control is one of the best books i've ever read really and it's like so she writes in such she writes about really complicated things in a really accessible way right in a way that's just not it doesn't have like a a big barrier to entry no not at all and like and you just sat and there's so many like stats and things that you're just like actually really just absorb really easily and are fascinating and terrifying and horrifying how did you come to find that book in the first place was it a recommendation Uh, it was either izzy or adam my little sister or her boyfriend i'm not sure which one of them read it first but one of them knew about it and then we went from there we, and then we all read it and now we've all okay. read it and we always talk about it it's like the best book ever okay so shout out to adam izzy's boyfriend but also your housemate <laughs> <laughs> shout out to my housemate yeah and that was she released that a few years ago and then this new book is called big capital so it's, and it's like it's subheading is who is london for so Ooh, okay it's like the same sort of issue about it's all about the housing crisis and about how housing is now seen as an asset not a right like it's, yes and how and generally mainly focused on london as like a case study because that's where it's the most yeah, like that hyped. is like the best case study yeah, that there exactly. is yeah and then a bit like expanding outside of london but mainly to speak about london and again so fascinating completely accessible so readable and just um i think a really important book to read for anyone who i think on the front of the book actually i think it's will self says anyone who like has ever been inside some walls should read this book yeah because um and it it is really really highly recommend and it has like horrible stats like the fact that if food prices had inflated at the same rate as house prices a chicken would cost 50 pounds yeah i think about that all the time i know think about all the time because it's like when you think of of salaries and how much they just haven't um they haven't increased yeah like my my mum bought our house for like half the price of my flat right yeah yeah which, which is, is just tiny in, yeah it's bizarre isn't it? It, it it is so weird and like it's all about like the reasons why things are like that and how and then also speaking to like a future of how we can maybe change that politically and like socially yeah. also can so, i say i've met will self oh have you yeah yourself yeah mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. has met his self how was it yeah, he was nice. Um, he he was um, handing out the trophy to the winners of University Challenge when I worked on that show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, nice, nice. Very good, yeah, very good. Very good. Um, yes, that's what I've been reading and just really soaking that up. So I'm nearly finished and it's a very good book. So I'm, I feel back into the reading because it's great. that great accessible reading. Have you been reading anything? Um, I've been, I've been kind of, I've been kind of struggling 
to be honest. I've been picking up and putting down um, The Opposite of Hate, that Sally Cohn book, because oh, yeah. it's the kind of thing, because cause it's all in chapters and all the chapters are quite sort of self-contained, you don't really need to follow one story because it's all kind of about different things. And it is really interesting and I do keep picking it up, but it's not really something that you uh, can engross yourself in in the same way as you could like a novel or anything with like a sort of narrative arc right, to it because right, right, yeah. it is more just sort of like information and research and findings and that kind of thing but it is good and um i also um on my uh, manchester city library app borrow box finally after ages um this is going to her has become available for me to read ah. um so i'm going to read that next i think i'll just steam through that because i listened to um a podcast with um the guy who wrote that book so it, it's all about like it's all about like junior doctors and the nhs and stuff yeah. and um he was on um dolly alderton's podcast and right. um, the love stories one and um it was he was, it was a really fascinating man and so i really wanted to read that book but there was like a huge waiting list for it but yeah um, it's come down and so i'm going to read that next and i'll probably that won't take long to read yeah, cool that sounds good yeah look forward to hearing about that yeah some, probably some good stats and stuff in that oh yeah stories definitely he he was talking about a lot about how he had to um go to real extensive lengths to like change people's names and identities because you could just so easily like trace things back in loads of different (laughs) ways so you have so i think that it was like one of the more complicated books that the legal team at the publishing house had worked on for that reason yeah um because it's all like sensitive information and stuff but um yeah, looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Speaking of books, um, not a book I've read yet, but um, a book I'm interested to read that I think has just come out that I read like an article about in The Guardian is a book called Invisible Women by Caroline Criado Perez. Um, and it's all about like how the world has been designed with men in mind. Yes. So how so many things are favoured to, to like just, just designed by with a man as the as archetype the yeah, I, yeah. I, I read about that as yeah well. and that um it, how how much that that doesn't do service to women or other body types that aren't the average man yeah because it does like like even things like suggested servings and stuff like yeah, that exactly. are all based that, on yeah, um, yeah, that and like even like crash test dummies for cars are, are based on like your average man yeah and just loads of different bits like that so and i think it'd be a very interesting read and there's loads of good stats in the article which i'll put in the show notes and i think it will be a good book to read so i'm going to try and get that and um then i can fill you all with stats so have you been watching anything while well, i have not been watching anything i thought you were going to say have you been watching anything while we haven't been together <laughs> <laughs> which has been half an hour this week i think <laughs> yeah. yeah have you yeah i've managed to cram a few things in in that half an hour that we've had alone <laughs> Um, um, yeah, I watched, I, well, I finished all of Pose, um, which I, I'd started the pilot episode last oh, week yeah. when, when we spoke and I think there are eight episodes in all. So I just steamrolled through them and it's just so good. Oh, I can't wait to watch that. It sounds really, really, yeah. really good. You, you can't stop raving about it. The so. trail, the trail for it is, um, now on BBC two, I think. So, um, watch out for it. And I okay. think obviously there'll be trails online and stuff, but, um, it's just, it's so good. It's got all the different elements that I personally want from a show because it's like, mm-hmm. it's funny. It's got glamour. It's got great costumes, yeah. great character. It's got diversity, great music. Um, it's got loads of like funny bits in it. Loads of really sad crying bits. Yeah. And it's just, it's just got everything all like rolled up into a delicious bag of 
greatness. And um, I didn't realize as well when I first started watching it because I knew it was created by Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't know that Janet Mock had written it. Oh, right. Um, so that's interesting too. And if this is like her first TV thing she's done, then oh my God, get ready the rest of the world <laughs> because she's going to just write everything, I think. Um, yeah, I, I can't rave about it enough. It's one of the best things I've, I've watched in ages. It's like something that. You know, you watch something and it just stays with you. Yes. So it lingers in your mind. I love that. Yeah. When you, when you find something like that. And even if you're like, especially if you're like not really expecting it, or so you're just sort of like, oh, I'll just watch this or whatever. And then it's something amazing. Yeah. And, and, with, and with something like this where, you know, unfortunately gay culture and drag culture can be depicted in a really sort of surface way mm-hmm. where it's just kind of like, all about glamour and one-liners and you right, know, all yeah. that kind of really sort of debasing way of um, of, of portraying cultures and communities um, that are usually sort of sidelined. Mm-hmm. But this, in my opinion, wasn't like that at all. And I think that obviously that has to do with the fact that it's been created and written by people who like understand the culture a lot more than the people who might usually get to yeah. write these things. So yeah, it's fantastic. And I think it's the largest cast of trans people ever on a TV show. So that is um, something to be um, very happy about as well. Obviously, um, Billy Porter just looked unreal at the Oscars in his tuxedo gown. So good. Yeah. And that great, like, meme that's come from it of, like, where Glenn Close looks at him. Oh, my God, yeah. 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 It's like... just been used for all the hilarious tweets and, you know i don't know what what you think when well for me it'd be like what i think when i see that bowl of pasta yeah well yeah. Um, i really i really want you to watch it so we can talk about it forever yeah, okay. and the, the like main character in it um i think that she's just gonna go really far because she just really like held it together really well great um so i've been watching that and i've also been watching um all of the newest season of this is us as well oh, which yeah. is my absolute guilty pleasure like mainly for the fact that I really fancy Milo Ventimiglia. Oh my God, I've always fancied him low. Yeah. Especially as Jess in Gilmore yeah. Girls. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yes to Jess. Yeah, because he's so like, he's so like um, that, the like naughty girlfriend that you shouldn't go out with, but you're going to go out with anyway. Yeah. But also likes to read. Yeah. So, oh my God. Yeah, like, like naughty but an intellectual. They're the, they're the bad lad, but they're like, yeah, they're intelligent. But they're always in the library, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've always fancied Milo Ventimiglia. He used to have like um, a little poster of him. Yeah, it's dead great. It, yeah. And he's okay. like, he's he plays the dad in it and um, he's like this beloved character in it. Right. And he's just like being really um, cute with his kids and loving them the most. And I'm like, oh my God, marry me and be the dad of all my kids, but also <laughs> just be a girl as well. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. Yeah, and that's just how I feel about Milo. A lot of like <laughs> layered feelings, but um, yeah, that's... That's really great, but it is a sort of guilty pleasure thing because I think, like you said, you tried to watch it and found it a bit like too much. Yeah, I watched I think just the first episode um, and was just a bit like, eh, it's just a bit too like toy. I guess a slightly cringe, like in a way, which sometimes I can like totally get on board with that. Maybe I just watched it just not in that mood. Yeah, I think and it, therefore it's just like meh. I don't think it's maybe as cringe as the first episode yeah. um, is, but it it has that. Um, it does have that like sensibility to it, but I just like how it doesn't necessarily have to have like all of these big dramas and like no explosions happening. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like life. I only like car chases, Olivia. Oh so, dear. Yeah. You only like the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I only like the Fast and Furious franchise. That's all I watch. <laughs> you know, that's all I watch. Yeah. <laughs> just one, and like 100% Vin Diesel things. That's it. 
100% Vin Diesel. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been watching. But um, I'm looking to sink my teeth into my next thing. But I'm not sure what that's going to be because Netflix is looking a bit dry at the moment. Yeah, well, but um, Fleabag Series 2 is out on Monday. Yeah, that's true. So I'm very excited for that because Fleabag Series 1 was amazing. So Fleabag Series 2 is probably even better. Yeah, and I have seen some bits of Fleabag yeah, Series 2 and better. it's good yeah so i'm looking forward to that yeah um it's a shame though that they aren't going to be um dropping all their series stacking it so it's just one a week is it yeah fuck's sake yeah it's <laughs> m- m- monday's ten thirty-five, and then don't um, they know it's 2019 we can't do that anymore well no one has an attention span they're doing it but i think it's only like six eps so um, yeah no that's fine but you can't the thing is because everyone's watching it you can't even like save it up because sometimes with like secret things that i know no one else is really gonna be yeah like, yeah i'll just save it up yeah i do that yeah but um i don't think you can do that with with fleabag it's the same with with like killing eve but yeah. i think killing eve dropped all of them didn't they yeah i think it was all at once with killing eve because um obviously it was released on bbc america first which was i think one by one and then when it came to bbc not america i think it was just the stack oh okay yeah but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's quite nice to have actually have a thing that, like, you want to watch each week. Yeah, and I, I I do think there is something quite, like, romantic about watching linear television. Yeah, no, defi- no definitely. And, like, I, I was actually, I've been completely facetious before. I actually I actually really like it and actually have the, having yeah. things to look forward to, not just always binging all at once, even though I can do that as well. Yeah, and, like, even just um, a big pleasure of mine is just on a Sunday, especially, like, this weekend when people have stayed at mine while yeah. about to go out for a roast dinner is just like spending the morning just having loads of cups of tea and sort of pottering about but just watching loads of come down with me you know and they just <laughs> they just play a thousand episodes on channel four or whatever that's just like my great time yeah well i was actually having a similar conversation with um my housemates and that one of their friends was around and was uh, that the friend that made that ramen it was that friend oh my god you know shout out to the ramen king yeah shout out can, can i yeah. be your friend can, will you make me that ramen make us that ramen <laughs> we should repo- we should repost the ramen on the queer long so everyone can <laughs> we see should. it we should yeah i mean i didn't get to have it but apparently it was amazing and it looked great so nice one connor um but yeah we were talking about how um like saturday kitchen and like things like that you know and how that's like that same sort of it's on and it goes seems to go on for fucking ever yeah and, like, like sunday brunch she like, goes on for like 17 yeah, hours exactly Exactly, and it's just there, and it's always Sunday brunch. Yeah. Um, and how, like, uh, they were saying, like, oh, they quite liked it, or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I kind of like it, but I also find it, like, really existential. Like, it makes me, it gets me sends in. Sends you under a bit. Sends me in, in, like, a bit of a crisis, because I'm, I think it makes me feel like, what am I doing? Well, I, I, I understand that, but I think that if you um, know that you're going out and yeah if you and, have some plans later on and you're fine. doing and you're doing other stuff so like it's just kind of like a background thing and you're you're pottering that's fine but it's what it's when it's you just sat there like actually just looking at it yeah that's bad and for me like it's the bits where they like go and like show like an old an old like key floyd whatever is fine huh. but the, it's the actual bits in the studio that just like freak like i don't know just gets me just gets yeah sends me under yeah. can't can't deal with it so obviously this week, um, a big story that I'm sure loads of people um, have seen, not so much as a story as just a thing that has happened, is that they have finally announced who the headliner for they Manchester have. Pride is. So um, as everybody knows, it's Ariana Grande. What? I didn't know. And <laughs> it has been met with, um, it's been met with a bit of a mixed response, hasn't a it? A very, very mixed part of uh, comments. I think a lot of people um, very excited and, you know. And feeling like the 70 pounds is worth it now because yeah. she's a big star. Yeah, some people just incredibly excited. Some people still thinking that it's too expensive, I think, as well. Well, some people are saying, aren't they, that um, she shouldn't be headlining it because she isn't a queer yes, star. Yes, which is an interesting comment about 
like pride and pride events in general. And I suppose I, I was a bit like, oh, right. Like I never really had thought about I it. I hadn't thought sense. about it at all. And then I thought, oh, should that be a, a thing? Yeah. And I guess like um, I saw um, like Ariana posted like a tweet in response to it. Yeah, I read um, that. And so, so did um, Ollie from Years and Years because they were also playing uh, like second headliners and just sort of like the fact being that, and I, I think I agree with the fact that you don't have to be specifically of lgbtq plus to in some way serve the community ollie is gay though yeah ollie is but like um ariana i guess is like you know she's saying i'm a straight woman yes but i can still um love and support the community uh and i think that's like you know if 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 you provide things that the the queers love then you don't necessarily have to be queer yourself like but And, and also it's 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 the same old thing of you know they're trying to put on a celebration and a big show for a community that is you know so much more than just one homogenous group yeah and you're never gonna please everybody the only thing that you know I I thought say what you like about Ariana Grande or not Ariana Grande but the thing that I was sort of worrying about was is this 70 plus pounds going to be a big barrier to entry for a lot of people who have historically gone and enjoyed pride and they might not have the means to do it at that price yeah exactly and I, I think that would be you know a lot of people yeah um so I was wondering about that, but then we were talking to um, a friend of ours today who said that there is um, a day option that's like £12 or something where Just you to don't... go to the village. Yeah, yeah, like you don't have to go to the um, the concert necessarily. So I suppose that's a bit of a workaround as well, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. And at least that that like exists as well. But um, the, the only thing that I sort of mainly thought of it was um, my sister was like, oh, have you seen, you know, when it dropped, it was Ariana. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she said like her, her main thought was what like makes it pride if it's just a normally priced sort of like concert for a, a megastar and like if they're moving away from the village and putting it like somewhere else and it's just it's yeah, just because they're, they're moving the concert venue, yeah so they? all the concerty bits and stuff are happening elsewhere which is not in the village and it's like obviously that's to you know bring in more numbers and make it so they can have bigger acts like that and have more people go to it and make more money and but uh, should that should that be the goal of it yeah and she said like does this does this make is it still a pride event or is it just a commercial concert a a festival with the word pride in it which i do think is the a conversation to be had like it what what makes it pride so i think um but i think it's exciting to have Ariana Grande come and do Pride like you know she has a special connection to the city and she has a special connection to to the queers so yeah um and I suppose you know we we lived in a time not so long ago when big stars would I mean never come and headline something like Pride let alone even be associated with anything that could even affiliate them with queerness yeah so I suppose like that in that way, it's a step in the right direction. Yeah, but ugh, Pride is always such a politically charged event, and there's always something every year. Yeah, because because Pride, uh, you know, Pride began as a protest, and I think it's important not to forget that. Yeah, and if and if all these things are happening, is is it pushing away from that? And are we forgetting that? Not all of us, but is is it yeah. becoming a? Is it stepping further away from that? And I suppose when you when you commercialise anything that has been born out of protest or struggle or some kind of like politicised issue, yeah. then it's always going to be absolutely just filled with um, nuance and um, differ- differing opinions. Yeah. So, yeah. 
um speaking of speaking of differing opinions um obviously it was the oscars last week and mm-hmm. i wanted to see what you um what you thought about this so um of course rami malik um yeah. won at the oscars um for, for bohemian rhapsody mm-hmm. and it took home four of the five um categories it was nominated for and he basically called freddie mercury in his in his acceptance speech he called freddie mercury a gay man right yeah and of course freddie mercury well it's it seemed that freddie mercury was not a gay man and that he was a bi man yes and because um historically it's like documented that he had relationships with both men and women and so as a bi erasure issue um a lot of people were really upset about that and as well it comes it comes off the back of a big call for um remy malik to address the fact that freddie mercury died from aids that he was not a straight man yeah like all of these all of the context that you know made the film what it what yeah. it is and like yeah. all a big part of his legacy and life he wasn't um addressing you know like in the sort of press junkets and things leading yeah. up to the award ceremonies and yeah. stuff and people were kind of um upset about that and i think that people were looking to him to take this opportunity at the oscars to address it which he did in a lot of ways but then um called him a gay man yeah well, I think I think that maybe some of that criticism of Malik comes from the fact that there are criticisms uh, of the film in itself. So the film, like from what I know, I haven't seen it, but um, of like reports I've heard, it doesn't depict Freddie Mercury's um, life as well as it it maybe should have done. In it's, what way? In some ways, it's so it's inaccurate. Like, um, uh, so they have that he finds out he's got he's HIV positive before he does Live Aid. So that like when he goes um, and does Live Aid, it's like this really raw emotional performance because he like knows he has AIDS or whatever. But that he didn't actually find out for months until months after. And so like, I don't see why, why do a biopic film that, um, which isn't true to the, the life of the person and like, when everyone can sort of know that or can find that out. And obviously, you know, you bend sort of some like bits to well, that's create so a story, key. but that's so key. And I'm seems... sure the moment that he found out that news would have been, you know, he didn't need to have the context of the Live Aid concert exactly. to make it such to make a significant it... moment yeah. in his life and, and of course, in the depiction of it in the film. Yeah. So maybe, you know, just be a bit better at, yeah, so I'm not, at dramatizing I'm not, it. I'm not, I'm not mad about that. And also, um, I did see someone tweet uh, after the Oscars saying like, Oh, um, Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody won the best edit because it edited out all the gay sex scenes. Oh. So it has like, it addresses like, obviously has relationships with men and women. And I think there's some like straight sex scenes, but there's like barely any like gay sex scenes. Right. And it's just like, mm, stop it. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I think that there's a, there's frustration with the film in itself. Especially because he's like non- um, being interested in women's side is, um, was such a revolutionary yeah, thing. Exactly. So yeah, I think that, some of the criticism of Malik comes just from the fact that there's this, uh, the issues with the film itself, and therefore that it's just another thing to be like, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody's been a bit annoying, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I feel like I should watch it, but it's one of those things where I'm like, I feel like I should just so that I can be a bit more informed when I'm talking about it. Yeah, it's not really something that I actually no, I feel like I, I really want to watch. No, I wouldn't actively like watch it, but if it was on like TV on like a Sunday evening, I might just yeah. sit through it and but i do also i think like you say actively want to watch it so that i know a bit more what i'm talking about this all these things i'm saying are from um I, other people i've heard reports of right 
Um, yeah, speaking of um, more sort of public fuck-ups, I guess, um, <laughs> this week. And this is this is a hard one because it is about Serene McKellen. I know. Who, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah, and um, he comes to um, the Pride celebration in Manchester almost yeah. every year. He's been a big part of that for a long time and has done a lot of good in um, in the gay community. And, oh, so anyway, basically... He was on a podcast, and my yeah. understanding is it was like a student podcast or something. Right. Um, it's it's called um, Queer AF, right? Um, oh, and, and he did it as part of National Student Pride 2019. And um, the presenters were asking him about the allegations um, made against Kevin Spacey and Brian Singer. Yeah, and basically, t- to paraphrase, he basically says well, I'm a bit worried in case anything like that comes out against me and, like, I've forgotten or I don't really know. And probably, you know, it was just because these men were fighting against their sexuality and they had, like, no other recourse, essentially. That is me paraphrasing. But um, I'm sure I can find the actual quote. So he says... Um, with the couple of names you mentioned of people I've worked with, most of them were in the closet, hence all their problems as people and their relationships with other people. If they'd been able to be open about themselves and their desires, they wouldn't have started abusing people in the way they're being accused. Um, yeah, so what what do you think of, of, that, of that comment? Well, I do, I mean, I, I'm only coming from this now having read his apology, so, but for the initial statement, I do think he has fucked up in his words like i don't think he has expressed himself correctly but if anyone you know ever was saying that i'm basically saying that oh it's because they were in the closet that's why basically the power you know the paraphrasing is oh they were in the closet that's why they abuse people um is um like horrifying and not an excuse at all and like that's you know many people can be in the closet and not abuse that yeah so he has um come back and apologized for it and said Um, and talked about the podcast and said that he suggested that if closeted people were instead open about their sexuality they wouldn't abuse others that of course is wrong and my intention was to encourage the lgbt audience i was addressing to be proud and open about their sexuality and that he said his point was clumsily um expressed and he would never um, trivialize or condone abuse of any kind Um, he said he deeply regrets his careless remarks and apologizes unreservedly for any distress yeah so i mean this is just such a such a raw subject for so many people because yes you know I'm sure these people were struggling with their sexuality yeah but it's that it's that sort of thing of like absolving the um the abuser because of like the suffering that they were going through yeah and and you know where is the responsibility going to lie in these scenarios kind of and um I think that maybe what Ian McKellen might have been guilty of here is just aligning with that very unfortunately popular way of um of explaining away abuse by like taking it away from the abuser and being like oh well they had they had problems so it's it's not their fault anyway which is an an easy like a sort of people find an easy route to to excuse the individual yeah which is not okay um but that being said i think you know when people are um, in the public eye, and especially on podcasts and more sort of chatty, um, chatty sort of formats, you can quite easily just say something that you don't mean. Yeah, or like say, yeah, like like he says, clumsily express something um, because you just it's like in that more informal setting, and you just sort of like, blah, blah, and then you you 
said like the exact wrong thing yeah and in and in this call out culture where you know everyone is being constantly surveilled um these issues just arise all of the time it's not to say that he shouldn't be um called out for it i think that he yeah, that he should, he should be it um we're just operating in like an intense climate where your um your words will be given back to you verbatim and you know that that's maybe like not what not what you meant i hope that that's the case for yeah um, serene mckellen anyway but um we'll just see how that um that story unfolds and i think to be honest like the proof is in the pudding with with people and I hope that um, it was just a clumsy mistake because, as I mentioned earlier, he does do a lot for the queer community. Does, yeah. So um, hopefully um, that was just um, a, a blip a blip, and um, a fuck up in expression rather than any sort of true thought. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to um, track of the week. What have you been listening to this week, Lucy? So my track of the week is actually... Um, I mean, I will pick out a singular song, but it's actually an album of the week because uh, this week was uh, five years since um, one of my like favourite ever albums was released, um, which is The Hotelier's Home Like No Place Is There. Yeah, you love Hotelier. Oh my God, I love The Hotelier so much. And like, I vividly remember that album being released. And I didn't know them before that. Um, and my girlfriend at the time, she was like, just doing some just doing some music research online with and she's like you have to listen to this album you will love it and i listened to it and she was right and i have this like obsession with um like what i call like perfectly formed songs or perfectly formed albums where i think like every single song is like has merit on an album and like there's no duds and this is like one of them and it's like one of the best of all that. killer no filler yeah not sure that that would would, would pass the test. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Hotelier, they're sort of like, um, I think they get described as like sort of new, new, new emo. So they're like quite like, they have some I sort of- I think they're harder than emo though. Yeah, they have some screamo bit, like some sort of screamo-ish bits, but then they also have some softer bits and, and um, some bit just more sort of punk, pop, pop punky bits. Well, no, they're sort of punk rocky bits. But the album is- great and i've just been listening to that like on repeat because um i it was flagged my attention that it was it's five years old and it um, just means a lot to me so um so listening to that loads and loads but special have you shout- seen them live uh, yeah <laughs> like a thousand times oh, okay. i saw them like once like three times in one year because i just kept coming back and i was like yeah 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 <laughs> and um like yeah and I'm, I'm like obsessed with the main guy who like writes all the lyrics and uh, plays the bass because i've always wanted to play bass so i really uh enjoy and he always wears these like cute like climber shoes which is cute like you know like proper outdoorsy shoes nice yeah which i'm like yeah practical yeah. i like it while he's doing some wholesome screaming yeah exactly it's just it's just great it's yeah. a good look <laughs> um so that is my so that's what i've been listening to um uh, specifically like uh song wise in framing is a really good one and also dendron so okay. I'll try and find like maybe the sort of most accessible one to put on the playlist. Yeah. But yeah, that well, is what add I'm it to the list. I will add to the list. Um, what have you been listening to? Well, actually, this is um, a compliment to you because my <laughs> track of the week is your track of the week from last week. Oh my word! Um, well, it's not. It's not actually the the track that you mentioned. Although I do love the ones that you mentioned. Yeah. But it is um, "So Baby Girl." Yeah. So I I heeded your recommendation. Well, good. And I took my little self right, off. Right, it does feel good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> People take your recommendations. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I took myself off to listen to the new um the new album. Well, it's not that new but i guess it's a bit new oh, it's only like yeah no it's only released like um a few two weeks, two weeks ago, ago yeah which is new yeah in no, album, that's in the, album speak yeah that's new in it yeah um it's only got nine tracks on yeah. it um perfectly formed 
perfectly formed. <laughs> Everyone's a banger. She is an absolute hun. Follow her on Instagram, so baby girl. Yeah. And my favourite track at the moment, it, it has changed across the week because I've just been listening to it really intensively, but my favourite one at the moment is Pink Light. Oh, yeah, great. Um, Such a good one. Yeah, pull me outside, give me the drag of my life. Yeah, I'm dying yeah. tonight right by your side. So good. Oh, Even it's great. Even though smoking sucks. Yeah, smoking does suck. Yeah. Um, but like we were saying about this album, that... Um, what's so great about it is that you can have like a new favorite each week or like yes. each day because each one is like so great in itself and then you're just like oh no I'm obsessed with this one. Oh no I'm obsessed with this one. Oh no I'm obsessed yeah, with this yeah and one. I like it like um the one where she talks about like oh like you don't recognize me I've changed my hair I've changed my yeah. hair I've changed my hair and it reminds me of like when you have a breakup and you cut all your hair off and it's yeah. like yeah the rebrand yeah <laughs> go away like I've had the rebrand don't ever look at me again um and it's <laughs> I'm in disguise from you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um and I also really like cheerleader because yeah. I really agree with the be aggressive be, be aggressive so refrain yeah, that yeah, runs yeah. in the background yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, i used to be a cheerleader um at school like for a little bit and we used to yes. do that be aggressive song. did you yeah, yeah what what were some of your siggy moves um siggy moves <laughs> well we did be aggressive um i, I don't know just some flailing some were you bits. at the top of the pyramid no i was like mid-tier maybe we didn't do that many pyramids we didn't it didn't it didn't last very long actually but it, i remember it being lots of fun a short-lived romance just mainly like just lots of singing and chanting which i loved yeah. yeah, was it for the football team that you did it, or was it a self-contained cheerleading? It was. Do you know what? I think it was like an after-school activity, and therefore, like, it was just for whatever we could do it for. And actually, I can't actually remember actually doing it ever for an actual sports team. So who knows? Okay, it's a it's a vague memory of mine, but definitely was a cheerleader. Well, at one is point. is a cheerleader a cheerleader if they're not cheering for something? Well, we were cheering for each other. Okay, well, that's fine. <laughs> if you're cheering for each other, then you're cheering. Great. Um, Ed cheering. <laughs> Ed cheering. <laughs> Yeah, so I absolutely agree and love um, It's a Baby Girl and I can't wait, cannot wait for them to come to Manchester. Hopefully they will. But if they'll come to London, I would actually go at this point. Yeah, I'm no, into it. Yeah, yeah, same. I'm totally into it. And I'm really pleased that you're um, into them as well because then we can go together because I was like, oh, when they come, I'll just like go on my own. But like now I don't have to. Yeah, so um, I, pal. I absolutely um, agree with them. But what don't you agree with this week, Lucy? <laughs> it's, it's time for... I don't agree with it. So some of our eagle-eared listeners may have noticed that last week when we rolled out a new segment i don't agree with it we had a new little um sting of what sounds like a young child saying i don't agree with it and that's because it is a young child saying i don't agree with it and i'm gonna explain why um we thought that we'd give you some backstory basically we got i don't agree with it from this video that came out um the last time when there was a snap election vice went to a supreme drop supreme being a clothing brand in london that do like drops every I don't know, thursday or something and like loads of young rich kids like to go and hang out and get the latest cap or whatever. Like 80 pound t-shirts yeah exactly and um because they've got nothing better to do with their lives and uh vice went and did like a quick video where they sort of just asked like all these kids like what they thought of the election and um, stuff like that and this one kid was asked what he thought and he said uh i think the full quote is um, I don't fucks with Theresa May. I don't fucks with Jeremy Corbyn. I don't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with it. And uh, I've just been saying it like ever since then. But and... it being what? Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. What don't you agree with? Well, he just doesn't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I showed this to Liv and she thought it was the funniest thing ever because she's thought, right because it is the funniest I thing ever. I thought it was the funniest thing um, ever. And then it started that like we would just, uh, we'd be annoyed about things and then just, just go, I don't agree with it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, and thus I don't agree with it was born um, and brought to all of you. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes and you will not regret watching it. It's so funny. It's so funny. There's some other really, really choice moments as well in that if you want to see some really, really out of touch people. So yes, that is the history of I don't agree with it. So Olivia, what don't you agree with this week? Okay, so I feel like hopefully this is something that, well, I know you will not agree with it, and but hopefully all of our listeners will not agree with it either. Okay. And what I don't agree with mm. this week and for the rest of my life, Ooh. and from when I was born, a longie. is um, people who put who have pictures of their baby or child as their profile picture on social media without <laughs> them being in it. Like just the kid. Yes. Yeah. And it's usually like the baby or like yeah. a young, young child. Yeah. No. No, I don't agree with it either. Your it's baby just, is not you. No, it's just factually incorrect. Yeah. And probably breaking GDPR. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> your baby is not you. You are not your baby. Get alive. You've got a phone. Take a quick selfie so everyone knows who you are. Yeah, like and have the baby with you if you want. Yeah, look, like I don't have any kids and I don't have any. Apart from this one. The yeah, pod. apart from the podcast. So I don't have any um, right, I don't feel, to be telling people what they should or shouldn't be doing with like showing the kids or not on social media. That's not my issue. My issue is when they use the picture of the child without them being in it as their picture of them. I totally agree. It's stupid. That I, that I also do not agree with it. Just, it's unnecessary. And why is it a thing though? It is, it's a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. Is, is it like a thing, like, this is my, is it, is it a showing offy thing? This is my child. I think so, but like, just show off about them just in any other picture maybe. Or, or, or show off with them, but be with them. Yeah. It's not difficult. I hate it so much, like, irrationally so. Well, but perfect actually, for I don't agree with it. Is it irrational when it makes no sense? Ooh. A double negative. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll come back to you on that one. Okay. Um, well, anyway, do, do you agree with not agreeing with it? I agree with not agreeing with it. That is stupid. Thank you. And um, don't do it. Well, HBU. <laughs> HB me. <laughs> um, I, uh, so... I had to, uh, I'm doing an archive, I don't agree with it, this this week, because it's one that, like, is just something that's forever similar. A perennial, yeah. not agreeing yes. with it. Yeah. Evergreen. And actually, evergreen is apt, because what I don't agree with is green witches. <laughs> you and green witches. And actually, this did come up last night, because when we got back from being out, we just watched 10,000, like, musical numbers. Well, I meant to say, actually, when you asked me what I'd been watching, I neglected to mention the fact that we have watched the equivalent of, like, 15 to 16 hours of musical <laughs> numbers from across the ages on YouTube, cast to my yeah, telly. It was like an absolute mashup. It was like the dream musical of just all the hits that we would want in one big musical. Yeah, and we also discovered, which are, um, to give credit to our friend who actually made the point, how much big teenage energy Liesl has in 16 going on 17. She is here for it. Because you kind of listen to it the first time around and you think, oh God, Rolf is being so condescending and like he is like yeah. the, the most patriarchal teenager of being like, you need me to tell you all these things. But Liesl just absolutely plays him. Yeah, she does. She plays him it's great. into her hands and <laughs> and she's like she's just like pretending that she um doesn't know any of the bits when actually she, she knows all the bits knows that she has got a secret yeah she's sitting on it <laughs> she is um yeah yeah um but yeah so when we were watching all those uh our friend wanted to watch one of the songs from wicked and i hate wicked i just hate green witches it comes from like i think 
just like the Wizard of Oz mainly and hate. She is scary, that witch. So scary and just so unnerving. I find it like really unnerving. I think it's like the the sort of caricatureness of it. Yes. Um, And the like, it's in that same vein of the fact that I don't like like cartoony bits in real films films mixed together, like Bed Nods and Brooms and stuff like that. Makes me so Bed Nods and Brooms is absolute great film. I know, well, I'm sorry. I don't agree with it. I know. And you also didn't agree with which I forgot about in um, The Lonely Goat Herder with all the puppets in The Sound of Music when they do the um, High on a Hill with The Lonely Goat Herder. I don't like puppets. No. And I don't like them either, but I especially don't like the one who plays the mum of the main girl, that puppet with the ginger hair, because she looks like she knows a bad secret. Yeah. Well, she looks like, like I said to you earlier, she looks like that Momo doll that's doing the rounds. Yeah, she does look like Momo. Exactly. So, no, no. (laughs) To Momo. So, yeah, no, I don't agree with green things. And that's just me. And uh, it's the same, like, um, at Christmas, my cousin and my mate who came from Australia, who was over Christmas, were um, just, like, saying things at me to see if I didn't agree with it. So, like, they were just going, like, <laughs> the mask. And I was like, no, I hate the mask. Like, oh, wow. it's, it's gross. And then they were just saying anything green. So they were just... <laughs> Somebody stop him from coming near you. <laughs> they were just like, the green giant. <laughs> and I was like, no, he's fine, I guess. Yeah, but he's, it's... he's not really, like, green in the same No, way. exactly. Like, but, yeah, they were just being silly. But, um, yeah, it's anything sort of really caricature it well, don't the, the agree Grinch. with it you don't agree no Grinch. i hate the grinch no. i hate the grinch it just freaks me out so much i don't uh, know why it's weird isn't it yeah obviously like a thing has happened which you can't yeah. remember with green things yeah i think something happened in my childhood it must have been something bad <laughs> <laughs> um, say for example i want to sort of get um an idea of how far and how deep this um fisher goes this fisher goes yeah um say for example it's my 30th birthday so a fairly big birthday uh, we've got a big gorgeous plan of what we're gonna do yeah can't wait and my um my dream day say mm. for my 30th is you know we all go for a nice meal and drinks and we go to the matinee performance of wicked right we'll see you after <laughs> really you would just not you wouldn't go uh no okay i wouldn't go Wow. No. Okay, so you really like, don't why, like it. For me, it'd be like such a waste of money. Yeah. yeah. And like, because I would not be enjoying it. Yeah, that's 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 fine. I just yeah. wanted to gauge. I would um, come like for all the other bits, right up to. I'd, I'd show. I'd let, lead you to your seat. And be like, <laughs> have a have a great time. Will you buy me a I'll, packet of Maltesers. Yeah, and I'll go and like get everything ready up for afterwards. Aww. So um, yeah, I'll be like get the karaoke booth ready because obviously we'd be doing that as well. Probably. Yeah, obviously. So uh, our yeah. rendition of sixteen going on seventeen. Who wants to be Rolf <laughs> and who wants to be Lisa? Oh, what do you think? Well, my absolute, absolute um, dream of life when I was younger was to be Liesl. She was so... Okay. Will you be Liesl? Yeah, she was so aspirational to me. But like now I'm just like, oh my God, like Rolf's got such a great postman outfit. Yeah, he has, but, but he's he also just, naughty. He's also a Nazi, yeah. so, you know. I mean, I'll, I'll do it, but not, I'm, I'm not happy about it. He's not really a Nazi then, but he turns into one after. Yeah. Like, that's the last nice, okay. that's the last nice bit I'll be him them. then the last ni- nice bit, and then I'll stop being Rolf. Because no one needs to be a Nazi, so... Good. Great. <laughs> so as I mentioned, I always agreed with Liesl from The Sound of Music because yeah. I just um, loved her forever. Such a hun. And I wanted to have her gorgeous flowing um, taffeta dress that she wears. Um, but also another hun in our life this week is um, Phil, one of our followers. Sweet, sweet Phil. We wanted to Aww, give a shout out as yeah. our hun to watch out for for the week because he um, said that basically queer longing is the carry to his Miranda. Yeah, which is like 
what a compliment. I was, I honestly, I saw it and I like welled up. I know. I was like, that is, I'm, I, I can't believe we're affecting people in that way. I know. And Phil is actually listening all the way from Berlin. Yes. Hello, Phil in Berlin. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So hi, Phil. And it was very, um, very sweet of you yes, to say that. And we're very touched and we're pleased that you enjoy listening to us and we can give you some light in crap days. Yeah, definitely. Um, and speaking of light in crap days, it's time for... Celine Watch! So Lucy, it's now your turn. After a bit of a Celine Watch hiatus, I've been picking up the Celine slack for these past couple of weeks. So um, now it's your turn. I have no idea what the Celine Watch is this week. Sock it to me. Right, well, I mean, you're going to be disappointed because it is slim pickings on the Celine Watch front for the first time, really? I believe. We've had like a crazy ride the past yeah, six, seven been, weeks, we've, haven't we've we? We've been lucky and now Celine Watch is throwing down the non-gauntlet. Okay. So, well, so she's basically just getting on with her Vegas residency. Yeah. Um, so she's very busy with that. So she's not really doing that much else apart from like turning up to loads of like fashion things looking like as she quote unquote said herself, my kids say I look like Mary Poppins. Yeah. And um, I think that's a pretty strong look for Celine. She looked great. We did post it on our um, Instagram. And when she was wearing queer logging colours. Yes. So she must have heard. Hi, Celine. Hi, Celine. <laughs> but um, what I did think was really nice was that um, when Celine was doing one of her resident shows earlier this week, she um, sang Can't Help Falling In Love um, like to like at her mother and like said some really like cute words about her mom Aww. and it was really really sweet and I just thought she was being like such a beautiful hun yeah so she's she's doing well um we haven't heard any more about there's no more about the um drama the suing bits. yeah the suing bits so I can't comment on that so we'll just leave that until we hear anything else but I just think she's um living her best life with loads of like great glittery outfits for her Vegas show and um loving her mom which you know can't not agree with that Okay, well, that sounds yeah, very great. And not right. I, I actually, um, I was talking to somebody um, on Friday about the podcast and they were saying that they really enjoy our Celine Watch segment. Oh. So thank you very much. Yeah, but they, you. after talking to them, it got me thinking, how many? So, you know, there's that whole notion of like um, six degrees of separation right, from yeah. any one person to any one other person. Yeah. So it got me to thinking like, how many people are between us and Celine? Oh, Wow. And like, what is the pathway, the is that, unique... Is this what our podcast is actually going to become? Yeah, just, a quest. Just a, qu- a quest for Celine. Um, so I, I don't think it's a bad idea. We need to put the feelers out. And I think we need to be empowering our listeners and to take action. Yeah, so... And to say, if you know Celine, if you know anyone who knows Celine, if you think that you can get us an in with Celine, then message us at Queer Longing on Instagram. You can um, email us, queerlonging at gmail.com. Yeah. You can tweet us at the same. Um, you can pigeon post us. You can yeah. just doorstep us. Yeah. You can... Send a telegram. Yeah. Send a page. Um, send, send a fax. Send a howler. Send a howler. Don't send a howler. Being like, Celine, watch! <laughs> <laughs> Which I would personally enjoy. Yeah, it'd be quite good. Um, yeah, if you know any sort of link towards Celine, let us know, because we're edging ever closer. I, I like to think that we are. Yeah, okay, great. Yeah, one day we'll be there. She'll be here with us. So, um, yeah, she will. God, imagine that. Imagine if we could get her on the podcast as a guest. Oh, don't, Olivia, please. It'd be too much. It'd have to be called, Shall We Do This? <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> so, um, Celine Watch, Six Degrees of Separation, coming at you, and we'll be trying our best to um, find a way to get one step closer to heaven, baby, means one step closer to Celine. And, That's what I've heard. Yeah, and that is um, an absolute goal of the rest of our lives. Yeah. But what is your goal for the week, Lucy? My goal for the week is, right, so... Um, I'm currently undergoing what has been like a four-year kitchen renovation. So <laughs> I moved into my flat like four years ago and 
always supposed to be like refitting the kitchen because it's a bit shit there's a bunch of like doors that have been falling off and rotting which i've already got rid of and now it's just like the bare bones of a kitchen but i'm finally getting a new kitchen in a couple of weeks and me and my dad are gonna fit it ourselves which is i know that's so attractive to me well <laughs> hello <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna get some overalls and everything wow um and do you but... need me to accompany you to use the carhartt shop yeah okay okay yeah. great i'll yeah. come <laughs> But um, we have everything like on order apart from a worktop. And tomorrow I have to go to a worktop showroom and choose my worktop. So what, my what goal you... is to choose a fucking worktop for this kitchen. That's a great goal. What what do you think you'll be going for? Do you want a, a wood finish? A yeah, so marbly we're, get, finish? we're getting like a um, it, like a wood laminate. So not full on wood because you've got a tree and stuff and it's just not um, as com- like as practical and convenient for like when you sell when we like sell on. But like it's. Uh, like wood, wood effect laminate, but nothing too dark. And what color are your, your tiles white. and things? So everything's white. Uh, yeah, so the the kitchen cabinet is going to be like a gloss white because it's quite a small space. You want it to be clean. You want to be clean and like um, reflect as much light as possible because it seems a bit it seems a bit pokey at the moment. Okay, so well, you're, be a bit you're like... one step closer to having your salt fat acid heat kitchen of dreams. I'm like, it's going to be so great, and I can finally start my cooking vlog. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> what is your goal? Um, my goal is actually well. Basically, your girl needs a holiday. She is stressed. She can't shake this illness after three weeks. And she's had enough. Hun needs a break. Um, Hun needs a break. So I am going to make um, a promise to myself that I'm going to sort out going on holiday to Barcelona. Yes. Um, And you're coming as well. I am. Um, So we do everything together. Yeah. And it's going to be on the Eurovision weekend. Oh, shit. Yeah, it is. It's going to be the queerest. It's going to be sort out, sort out flights, sort out bits, sort out anyone else who's going to come with us. And um, any takers? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Any takers. We'll take one fan of queer longing with us. Um, You can. Our first giveaway. You can sleep under the stairs. Um, (laughs) Wouldn't that be wild? I'd probably really enjoy that. Not going to lie. Yeah. Probably really good. Yeah. I think anyone who listens to this is going to be like, have a nice time with us. Yeah. All of our like new followers on Instagram, I'm like, you're cool. You're cool. You're great. You're basically hanging out of us so like just come out with us in uh, Barcelona yeah we're about that and maybe you live in Barcelona we do have quite a lot of listeners yeah. in Spain yeah so let us know we can meet up do a meet up oh my god we'll be like those YouTubers doing a meet up <sighs> can we, we right okay so can we meet up in just telling our Spanish listeners can we meet up in Lasso because I've heard that it's dead great right you've talked about Lasso and I am very intrigued by this place so Lasso is like a lesbian bar of my understanding anyway in Barcelona mm. which is run by this woman called Sue who apparently is quite cross all the time <laughs> She sounds great. Yeah, she does sound great. Um, okay, well, we'll be in Lasso like 24-7 in uh, Barcelona. Yeah. So, yeah. Come meet us in Lasso. We need to find something Eurovision need to go to, but I'm sure we'll be Definitely. able to. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, it's in Europe, so hopefully they'll be showing yeah, it. Yeah, and, and just in general, if you have any um, Barcelona recommendations, if you live around there and know any of the cool queer things, yeah, then let us know. Let us know. That'd be great. So that is my, um, that's my goal. That is a great goal. I'm very excited to book that. Yeah, and I always find like, once I booked it, then I can get excited. It's the yeah. bit before where it's like a bit like, oh God, I can't be asked. Is it going to happen, etc. Yeah. yeah. So I just need to get my act together and do, do that. Also, my goal is to have some delicious pancakes. Um, because, oh yes, because it's pancake day. Yeah. When, by the time this goes out, it will have been Pancake Tuesday the, the day, day before. before but, um, so we hope you're all full of pancakes. Yeah. If you like them and want them. We're, we're yet to be full of pancakes, unfortunately. Mm, I love pancakes. What's your favorite thing to have with pancakes? Like, what what do you like to you know your? I'm I'm a bit I'm a bit of a purist. I just I like lemon and sugar. Yeah, but same. I do like nothing better, baby. No, I I do like um, Nutella and banana. Oh yeah. So I do like um, a, a very thin layer of Nutella, like not too much. Yeah, because and then yeah, um, slice like banana pennies Ugh. and then make it into a wrap. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I also like. Um, I'm actually quite a fan more recently of a savory pancake. 
Cheese and mushroom. Oh yeah, cheese so and mushroom. A bit of spinach. Oh nice. Delish. Yeah. So, and a bit of hot sauce. Really good. Mm. So I might do that. Like especially if you're doing it like as your actual tea on pancake day. I like to do a couple of savouries and a couple of desserts. Yeah, my dad's wife who's French does this mm. thing where she makes crepes and then fills it with like I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like leeks and chicken and it's like a white whiny like cream oh, sauce okay. and then like cooks it. Yeah. Almost like a sort of blonde lasagna. Right, okay. With yeah, like yeah, cheese yeah. on top and stuff. Yeah. And that's that's nice. Yeah, it's rich, good. but it's like it's nice. Cool, great. So maybe do that. for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Stack them up. So as mentioned, if you want to get in touch with us about what you're longing for, what you're living for, maybe you have a Celine watch for us, or you can tell us her personal mobile number, or, <laughs> or tell us what know, you don't agree with. Yeah, what you don't agree with, what your goals are, what your hopes and dreams are. You know, yeah, we're interested. We, we support you. We absolutely do. We want to get to know you the most. We love you the most. And <laughs> um, yeah, any Barcelona tips we're uh, we're after as well. So for any of those things and more, please do get in touch with us. It is queerlonging at gmail.com. We're at queerlonging on twitter and instagram and um basically we'll be loving you leaving you and longing for you until next time bye so some of our eager eager